Boom! There it is. Welcome to the show, everybody. It is Tuesday. I am your host, Scott Steen, lead handicapper at winnersandwiners.com. And I'm your co-host, Scott Reschel, senior handicapper of winnersandwiners.com. And together we do this each and every day at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, as we uh, do our best to help you in your journey to head back to the window. David the Italian checking in. Ryan Page is here. What's up, Ryan? Aloha to you, my friend. Uh, David the Italian says, just finished getting the over. North Dakota and St. Thomas, 30 points in the last six minutes. Love garbage time, says the overbetters. Absolutely true. Uh, Snapdo, SNPDO, not enough vowels there for me, said uh, 50,000 units on Juwan Howard. Uh, Yeah, we did call that pretty well. I don't think that took any great prognosticating skills to say that he was going to be suspended for the rest of the year, but we did get... We did get that one right, not to take a victory lap or anything, but really wasn't much else they could do with him, Scott. They weren't going to they weren't going to fire him on the spot for his, the rest of his contract, and they weren't going to let him coach. So there really weren't weren't a ton of options left. I think the only option that you could have had was to include the conference tournament and maybe the NCAA tournament, even though the odds of them making that are like two percent at this yeah. point. Like it's it's pretty low. Yep. But I guess you could have made an argument including conference tournament. I'm not surprised. No. I mean, we we had we called this to a T. Yeah, not uh, not a lot of options there. By the way, everybody, happy I don't even know what you call this. Deuces are wild. Deuces are wild day, Scott. So uh, I believe uh five deuces with the wild card would get you a pretty decent payout at the video poker game. Yeah, yeah, that would that would hit you okay. It is 2:22:22 and uh, even though it's past the time there in the central in the eastern zone, here in about 20 minutes it'll be 222 on 222 on Tuesday. Go so, fish. Um, all I know is I just need to go have two tacos somewhere. So there you go. Uh, hopefully, hopefully doesn't punch a coach in the NIT. <laughs> I don't think he's going to be coaching in the NIT. I think he's done done for the rest of the year postseason. He's like he can't come back for the postseason, can he? Yeah, he can come back from the conference tournament. So oh, can he? Come back for the okay, I didn't. I thought he was. Uh, he's just the regular season. Okay. I think the only reason why you would make the case that he might not be in the NIT is the fact that Michigan could maybe just say screw it and don't even bother. Yeah. They think the NIT is beneath them. We saw that with it was Duke last year, yep, right? Yep, yep, Duke did it. They're like, so yeah, yeah, Duke's not good. the only one to do it, but we have seen teams in the past just say, Why bother? Let's pack it up and go home. That's you know, that that reminds me of just a petulant child. Like, you know, if you don't get to do exactly what you want. You know, we're not going to go to the circus, but, you know, you could go to your friend's house. I don't want to go to my friend's house. Okay, well, fine. You can fucking you know stay. You're not going anywhere. Yeah, you can fucking stay home for the weekend then. There you go. Sold. Uh, Taco Bell is doing a BOGO crunchy today. Oh, man. No kidding. As long as they have a BOGO Baja Blast. Arkansas or Florida? Uh, what's the topic? Because <laughs> I have different answers regarding whatever the topic is. Um, I'm assuming they're talking about the game. I like the hogs there. I'll go with Arkansas too. Right. It was a very good win for Florida beating Auburn over the weekend. Now you have to ask yourself if the hangover effects a bit real. And we've seen this before. Yep. Where if you beat a team that you probably shouldn't beat, you usually struggle the game after yep. against another quality opponent. Arkansas isn't an amazing team by any means, but they're better than Florida. And I do question if Florida, after getting the tor- the tournament win that it needed, because I think we'd agree since it beat Auburn, unless they fully implode, 
they're probably going dancing now. Probably. Probably. Unless they so, shit the bed coming down that, the stretch. I, I do think they'll be a little bit flat, so to speak. The drinks they were having over the weekend were not flat, but I'm sure that they will be flat in this game. Yeah. I'll take Arkansas. Yeah, I agreed. Somebody congratulating me on my day yesterday. Yeah, we went uh, we, had, we went five and five and one again, including the farm. Uh, missed on one of the premiums, but we did hit all three on the uh, on the play of the day. So yeah, we're we're definitely definitely happy about that. Uh, put another bad number up that didn't matter. I put up one thirty one and a half instead of one thirty seven and a half. So I was transcribing it off my notes and fucking can't read the difference between a one and a seven. So yay for me. I but, also know that you said you liked the Seattle under. To end the night last night, and I got there. Yep, yep, it did. So, uh, yeah, the only thing we missed out on was Indiana State and Drake, and Indiana State just couldn't pull any of their weight at all. So, yeah. Other than that, um, yeah, Bama tonight, Scott? Against Vandy? Yeah. I don't particularly like this Vandy team, but... They're they're sneaky on occasion. I don't know. I was going to say, Bama's just so bad on the road. Well, they've been off. Like the over, if I had to go with my favorite play, I I just see a track meet breaking out. I think you'll see a fair share of points, but uh, Alabama go with Vandy. Alabama's actually on my grid, I believe, uh, as an overplay. I didn't love it, so I didn't put it out there. But uh... I'd look at the over. Oh, I do, actually, I do have it over. I do have I do have the over there as as one of my plays of the day. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I got yeah. Alabama and Vandy over one fifty one. So I'd, I'd go with the over as my favorite play, but I'll take a spin with Vandy. I've seen Bama too many times on the road. I mean, two and six straight up, two five and one ATS. They're two and eight ATS in the last ten games in general. It might be a decent spot to take Vandy, especially after the line ended up moving from three to four and a half. Yep. I don't think there's any rush to take this. If it goes to five, then I do think taking Bama at that point would be a complete waste of time. He's already missed about a point and a half, two points of line movement. I don't mind a buyback play on Vandy. You? Mm-mm. Nope, not a bit. Somebody asking about the total in the uh, Michigan State game. Um, I was part of the consensus. We're now doing a consensus pick for winners and whiners for the, uh, the I don't know, the upper management. I don't know, whatever we call this. Um, I'm assuming you're going to keep that for the tournament as well. Um, do what? I think, I don't know. I have no I have no idea, dude. They just, uh, they tell me and I go, okay, cool. Yeah. Um but uh, I took the over there in the Michigan State game. Your thoughts on that one? It's a tough one. I'm going to lean to the under just because I like Michigan State plus the points personally. I just think that it's a few too many. And Michigan State, if they're going to cover, I think will at least slow down Iowa to some degree. So I'm going to look towards an under. I think it might be correlated, but I like Michigan State plus the points. Okay, very good. Ducks to score first tonight. They've been great at scoring first this year. I think you've actually answered your own question, Zach. Um, unless, Rachel, have you done any research about scoring first? Do you have any? You have I a, have not. You have a position on the Ducks? Truth is, I've kind of been, I don't want to say slacking with hockey, but they came back from the All-Star break, and I just really have not been following that much. Plus, since the Islanders are bad, I kind of go out of my way to avoid hockey every now and then, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get but that. But Anaheim's been definitely a solid team to make some money off of the season. They're not great overall, but they've cashed some nice some nice plus prices. San Jose is definitely worse than them. And if you want to look at the goalie department, of course, you got to assume, or at least check to confirm, who's going to be in net. But San Jose doesn't really have many guys in net. Of course, Anaheim does have Gibson. Uh, even Stollers has been okay. But they have the advantage in goal. They have the advantage in terms of talent. 
I, I don't mind Anaheim to score first in that game. Plus, anytime you're getting a minus 160 to score first, I'm not going to go against you, you know? Right. Uh, Bronco Devil said Cressy was his best play yesterday. Is that what you was that? Light your... action on that match. I yeah. had the over, and okay. he withdrew. Solid. So, Solid. How'd you do count. yesterday? You doing all right? I did okay. I didn't really have much action. I mean, my main play was going to be tennis. And, of course, I had the farm, which yep. worked out. Yep. But for the most part, no. It was a pretty quiet night. I was catching up on some shows. And, yeah, I was waiting for the tennis match to start, and it never did. Oh, so There you go. There you go. Very good, guys. Of course, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. You know the drill there. We sure appreciate it. Tell your friends. Spread the word. If you're having a little fun. Um, and, of course, don't forget to um, check out our pals over there doing their thing 1.30 p.m. Eastern time every day. Just parlays with Chris King and Jim Williams. And we are still doing our promo with MGM in conjunction with BetMGM. So make sure you check that out. $10 bet gets you a $200 win if anybody makes a three-pointer. Can anybody here play this game? Yes, they can, and they can certainly make three-pointers. So check that out. All the uh, uh, all the details are in the show description. Of course, it is available only in states where MGM has a presence and where sports betting is legal. Must be 21 to play. And if you have any problems with the gambling, please, please seek help. It is, uh, this is all... Just for fun, no matter what level you do it at, um, unless you're doing it professionally, then hopefully you're past the problem gambler stage. So, yeah, if you're not having fun and if you're losing money and you're pissed off about it, dude, take a break. That's that's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the other option, too. Just step away for a minute. Bronco Devil said when I lose, uh, when he loses, I win. So, sorry, buddy. You should tail. <laughs> what can I tell you? Like the Nuggets against Sacramento is a good play tomorrow. Shit, I can't keep up with today's. I haven't really looked at the NBA yet, but I do know that Denver is a much better team than Sacramento, and Denver was playing pretty good ball heading into the All Star break. The question that you really have for Sacramento: Who the hell is going to guard Jokic? And when you realize Sabonis can't actually guard him, then you kind of know your answer, but. Sacramento is just a terrible basketball team. It is There's really nothing I like about them. Big dog night tonight in the MAC. A uh, few double digit spreads. One of them is Toledo. Polly Pavila is asking about uh, Toledo. <sighs> Laying that big number 13 as it looks right now, Scott. This Western Michigan team, this Broncos team is awful. Just awful. Um,. For me, you know, I don't love laying double-digit points with the road team in conference play. I'll make exceptions, of course, but uh, it's got to be it's got to be Toledo or pass. I don't. Uh, I agree. I, I don't see any other way around it. It's a spot where although Western this Michigan could you know, very well yeah. be the right side at home. They covered five straight, buddy. I was gonna say they could be, but if you want to put your hard-earned money on Western Michigan, I'm rooting for you. Godspeed. Mm-hmm. I think if I had to go for a, a, a Mac underdog in particular that I'm at least maybe a little bit intrigued by, it would be Bowling Green. They're not good. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell you the Falcons are good. But Akron's been overvalued for, what, three weeks? Yeah. Well, a lot. I mean, you can look at some of their early results. They were out, overvalued for a lot of, you know, most of the season. 
So yeah, that's a that's a team that'll jump up and bite you in the ass. I I would agree. Of course, Bowling Green gave up about a hundred and I don't know fifty to Buffalo, but Buffalo is actually a good offensive team, and Akron is not. But you're looking at Akron's results recently. I mean, they barely beat Northern Illinois by six. They're not a good team. Lost to Kent State. That's excusable. Lost outright to Western Michigan. They lost at home to Northern Illinois, and then they ended up beating Eastern Michigan handily. And Eastern Michigan is either the worst team in the conference or the second worst, but Bowling Green is not good. I do think they can keep this game close. It's mostly just daring Akron to actually cover eight here when they've really been playing underwhelming basketball for about a month. So Mm -hmm. I'm not telling you that I'm taking Bowling Green money line or anything like that, but if you do want one underdog play in the Mac in particular, I don't mind looking at Bowling Green. Yeah, I'm okay with that. That's probably my favorite dog. Uh, Bronco Devil said must be going to a funeral or just big Johnny Cash fans with the black shirts. This is actually green. This is like Kelly Green. So I think mine's technically gray, but I'm not even sure. <laughs> there you go. But we're, yeah, we're. Um, I am a Johnny Cash fan, not going to a funeral. Ryan Page, oh, Yale laying three at Dartmouth tonight. You know what? Uh, we're back. We're doing this BS again. <laughs> Fucking Ivy League is dead to me uh, for at least a, at least a week. You had to ruin the farm streak. You had to do it. <laughs> Damn it. You want to get behind Dartmouth here, buddy? No. <laughs> of course not. Like, it, I can't. Yale's the best team in the conference. I mean, they had the serious, I'd say, prove-it spot in conference play against Penn. Yep. I think whoever won that game, I would view in my head as being the best team in the conference. And Yale not only won, but they covered. And I know Dartmouth beat Cornell. Yep. Cornell is a meh yep. team in the conference. I think we would agree Yale is probably the cream of the crop in that conference. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll take Yale. But Steve T says Yale trap. Yeah, maybe. It's that's absolutely possible because it looks too good to be true. Bruce asking about Arkansas, Florida. We talked about that real quick early. We both like Arkansas in that spot, kind of a letdown spot for the Gators is what we're thinking. Yeah, memorabilia, I understand your point. If Florida plays as well as it did against Auburn, mostly defensively, offensively, they're just atrocious. But I do think that Arkansas, with really just their length on the inside, can cause some issues for for, uh, Florida. And Appleby also had, what, like 25 points in the second half, 23 points in the second half. Mm-hmm. A couple of things had to go really well right. for Florida to win that game, and they still almost punted the entire game based on how they handled the final minute. I just think Arkansas is better. Not 40 minutes of, not 40 minutes of hell anymore, but it's 40 minutes of heck, pretty much. They play good defense. They the do. thing is, I don't think Florida can really score. I don't mind a team total under for the Gators or just a full game under in general, but I watch Florida's offense play on several occasions this season. Do you think that's a good offensive team? Because I don't. No, I don't. David Good asking about College of Charleston and Northeastern. Um, it's Charleston or pass. I can't. I can't play this this Northeastern team at all. They're just They've actually won a couple conference games though. Yeah, I know. I know. They're uh, what are they? They're uh, they're one in fourteen straight up in conference, Scott. There you go. They're on the board. Yeah, much better against the number though. Three and twelve. Yeah, so huge step. This three times is good. I'm not getting. I'm not getting uh, behind a team that's four and seven against the number at home and three and twelve in conference against the spread. I can't do it. It's Charleston or pass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No question. And I, and I don't love them, but uh, 
memorabilia. Yeah, I like Florida. Yeah, there you go. Um, Buffalo minus six. I'm a fan of that. I think this Bulls team is playing uh, really good basketball. Really good basketball now, right now, um, especially on the offensive side. Like Scott said, yeah. probably the hottest team in the MAC. Uh, Villanova tonight against uh, UConn. Against UConn, yeah. Uh, uh, that's a tough one. You and I, for you me, and I want nothing to do with that. We game. talked about that for we were putting out stuff for for farm and we threw that game on there. One, yeah, no, uh-huh. that, that just screams coin flip to me. Good. Game. I know Villanova's done really well. Yeah. Against UConn, I believe they've won five in a row. But UConn is another team that I feel like's been slept on all year. They were the first team to beat Auburn. They've been pretty solid overall. Villanova, I do think, is a little bit better. But of course, you have the home crowd with UConn. I think it's a coin flip. I guess if I had to make a play, I would take Villanova plus the points. Just because in a coin flip, I'll take the points. Yep. But that really could go either way, in my opinion. Yep, agreed. Uh, two teams that have been winning games and haven't been covering. So, yeah, yeah, I think it would be a good game to watch. And we'll do one more here before we... Uh, Toledo, Toledo minus 13. Yeah, we talked about that. Western Michigan's awful. But yeah. I, I think I'm, I'd look for a better game. I, if Toledo were pass, they beat them. They I beat them. They beat them by twenty seven. They beat them by twenty seven back in December. So, yeah, I, I like Toledo personally. But I think if you were going to take Western Michigan, I would probably look at a team total over, because I don't think they're going to stop Toledo. Yeah. So if you think they're going to cover, then you expect them to score a decent amount, at least compared to their normal standards. But of course, if they score a decent amount and Toledo just torches them anyway. There are multiple ways to win the team total. So I think if you're going with Western Michigan, I'd go with the team total over. But Toledo's just so much better than them. Mm-hmm. All right, last one. Richmond and G-Dub. G-Dub at home catching seven from the Spitters. You know, this is a G-Dub team that's... Uh, Again, doesn't win a ton, but they cover a ton. They have. Uh, I'm, I'm going with George Washington. I got to. They've co- they've covered eight of their last nine. Um, this Richmond team, you know, you thought you might have something there, and I liked them. I don't think I, t- I don't think I took it in public. I think I took a, just a personal play on this against against Vacom, and uh, uh, they just didn't show up. Fifty seven points is a, is a three point dog, so yeah, not good at all. Uh, George George Washington, though, in general, they've won. Five of the last seven, playing pretty good ball. Mm-hmm. Richmond's better, but George Washington at home has been able to hang around. I mean, I think we would both agree Davidson's a better team than Richmond. Would you agree? Yes. yes I and would. George Washington only lost to them at home by five. All right. So I think they can keep this game close. I'll go with the Colonels. Uh, somebody talking about uh, injuries for tonight. Um. In the UConn game for Nova, uh, I've got uh, Koku. Is the only I don't one? see many extreme it's injuries. It seems like both teams are relatively healthy. You guys, have, you guys have any insight on betting college baseball or good sources of information for betting this market? It's actually funny you brought that up, Jacob, because I was starting to look into college baseball a little bit. Now, of course, the issue when you're trying to pick up a new league or a new sport, you don't know where the hell to start which is kind of your question. 
I might have to take a rain check on that, but I'm working on it. Yeah, I, I have a, a a friend of mine is very successful at it. I'll have to touch base with him. He's a he lives down in the, in the south where it's you know huge. It starts up in February or whatever, and um, so uh, I'll check for some insights. We maybe and we may be talking about that a lot if the major leagues can't get their shit together. So anyway. by the way, my early uh, at least um, I'd say betting point from college baseball. Yep, stayed Pine Bluff. Whoever the hell they're playing. They're playing on the SEC. I believe they're mm. playing Mississippi State now. They were down 8 nothing after the first inning. That's not they're good. They're down like 17-1. I think Arkansas scored 30-something against them the other day. Just like, <laughs> fade that team. There you go. Fade Pine Bluff. Good tip. Good tip, buddy. Hey, don't forget, one more time, like and subscribe, or there's going to be two dunk contests last year. God, what was worse, the dunk contest or the skills contest? The team skills contest, I don't get. I understand you're trying to make new rules to try to make it more enticing. Mm -hmm. Did anyone ever complain about the skills competition? Because I wasn't complaining about it. Nope. Nope. That was just weird. All right. So let's change the three point contest either. Like, I really need a green mountain dew ball for three points and a full money ball rack. Can we just keep it the usual way? I agree. All right. Let's take a look, see what happened yesterday, Scott. Let's find out uh, the happy, the sad, the winners, the whiners, who took it in the shorts and who took it to the bank. It is time for the to do to 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 Tuesday edition of Call the Cops. All right, very good. If you had um, Indiana plus the six, hang on, I'm getting to it. There we go. If you had, oh God, this was this was so bad. So bad. Total total was also in question, but this one was worse. Uh, if you had the Hoosiers, the Hoosier Daddies, plus six, they led by two with less than 10 seconds left. Pretty good spot to be in, wouldn't you say? Um, some questionable things happened in the last 10 seconds, but what you need to know, Ohio State had Ohio State had a game-tying dunk. Game went to overtime. You got six in overtime. You're still feeling pretty good. Well, that stopped pretty goddamn fast because Indiana got scored 17-6 to six in the extra frame. They lose by 11. Sorry, Hoosiers. Not good. Call the cops. And looking at Georgia Tech and Syracuse in our college basketball under overtime portion. You had the under, 146.5 in that Syracuse game. You only had 126. Got it right. Regulation, 63-63. You're still about 21 points clear, 20 yeah. points clear. Yeah. You, know, you can maybe survive in overtime. Maybe you didn't. Spoiler you alert. Exactly you 21 cannot. points in overtime. Game went over by a hook. Oh, uh, not good. Not good. Uh, so, Scott, if you had the uh, JETS Jets, 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 plus one and a half on the reverse puck line against the Flames, uh, you're pretty good shape. You got, a, you got a tie game. You got a minute left. You're pretty much where you want to be. Go ahead and put up a goal. I don't even care if we lose. I got one and a half. Uh, but what you don't want to have happen, Scott, you don't want to have the flame score a goal and then pull your goalie and then have them score another goal. And that's exactly what happened. The Jets, they lose by two in the final minute. Congratulations. Tear that ticket up, Winnipeg fans. It is worthless. All you can do, call the cops. I remember we talked about the game on the air yesterday. Uh, we liked Calgary. My favorite play was Winnipeg team total under, just because Calgary's defense has been fantastic for the last couple of weeks. The Jets scored one, so I'm assuming the team total went under. Sounds uh, sounds pretty plausible to me, sir. 
All right, very good. And uh, for every loser, there must be a winner. So let's talk about the good news. Let's talk about the winners. Stop talking about the whiners. You know who you are. You had it capped perfectly, and there was no overtime to screw you. No shenanigans in the second half. Just a good, solid winner because you were sitting in the rocking chair. By the way, Warren, so the Arizona State plus 13.5 was an honorable mention. For Call the Cops, I actually wrote it up, and then I ended up replacing it. So that actually was on there, but I took it off. So anyway, look at the rocking chair. If you had the Canadians on the money line, plus 320. Three in a row. Three in a row. Yeah, led two to nothing after the first period, led five to nothing after the second period, and they won five to two. So if that wasn't in the odds makers were drunk, you know we have a good one coming up. Ah, uh, it's a warm San Francisco night. If you had the Dons, never cross the Dons, Scott. If you had the Dons minus 12 and a half against Pacific, we had the over there. That was a nice, easy winner. But if you had San Francisco, that was also a nice, easy winner because they were up by 24 at halftime. I already told you no second half shenanigans. They end up winning by 33. Congratulations, Dons fans. You were sitting in the rocking chair. And the last one, if you had Middle Tennessee State, minus five against UTEP, led by 13 at the half and one by 18. So talked about the game yesterday. It's very tough to fade teams that are undefeated at home. And Middle Tennessee, very, very good at home. Yep, yep. They were, they were outstanding everywhere to start the season, and now they're just really good on the road, are the Blue Raiders. Very good. Um, all right. Um, who's anybody asking us about anything here? Only an idiot could get on Pacific. <laughs> oh, David, I'm sure you had lots of company out there. Uh, Middle Tennessee, another good play. Roland, uh, Michigan State, Scott and I differ on that. He likes Michigan State in the points. I like Iowa laying the points. I think it makes sense Iowa's favored because, of course, they have been good at home. Michigan State's been struggling. Six just seems like a ton to me, especially since Iowa occasionally will stumble around and make games more interesting than they should be. I think Michigan State can hang around and lose by three. Yeah, I just, I just, and I just don't love them in that spot. I don't love them on the road there. Um, sure, but you know that's, it's the Big Ten. Anything, anything can happen. It, uh, it really can. Hey, uh, let's take a look at uh, find out what the odds makers were on yesterday, Scott. Um, they did a pretty good job on a lot of them. Arizona State, looking at you, is that was fourteen in most spots. If you had thirteen and a half, yikes! Sorry, sorry very much, but. Uh, the odds makers, when it came to this game in the Big Twelve, you uh, you definitely uh, I think I think uh, the the word I'm looking for here is uh, you were drunk. So yeah, this is the this is the Big Twelve. This is the Baylor Oklahoma State game, and uh, they had the total at 139. And you're looking at it and you go, well, that seems a little high. Well, guess what? It was because. This game landed 130 after overtime. So, uh, yeah, Baylor, Oklahoma State, not pretty. Not pretty at all. Odds makers, come on, do better. You got Baylor involved. You got to get that one right. I actually watched a decent amount of it. Flagler ended up playing. Baylor would have gotten killed if he didn't play because he had basically 30 points. I believe he scored like half of their team's points. But it was a very good game. Oklahoma State had a buzzer beater to win it, which beat the buzzer. Unfortunately... There was also a shot clock buzzer, and it did not beat the shot clock. So that would have won the game for Oklahoma State, but didn't matter. Uh, Oklahoma State covered. They didn't get the job done on the money line. 
But as for the total, it was really never in doubt. Yep, very good. Uh, Bruce likes uh, Kent State tonight. Uh, Pitt versus Miami. Uh, oh, did the Bru- oh the uh, Bruins hit the uh, the Avalanche? They killed them like five one. Very good. Is that Ryan? Is that you that called that? Because I know somebody definitely called it. Said that was the. I, uh, I think they called it midway through the game, but correct. Oh, that's right, because it was already going on. That's right. Yeah. Um, how do we like Akron tonight, Scott? You talked about that game earlier. Well, I'm going to talk about the game that you were in the middle of talking about first, which was Pittsburgh Miami. Yeah, sorry. Shiny uh, object. Shiny object. Miami. In that one, it's it's a spot where I'm looking at a situation where Pittsburgh beat North Carolina. You think, you know, maybe this team might have something for the final back half, maybe as a sleeper team, and then they lose at home to Georgia Tech, and you're right back to where you started. So the way I see it is that Pittsburgh had one really good outlier game against North Carolina, but they still suck. Miami's actually been good on the road. I believe they're 7-2 and two straight up and ATS on the highway. Correct. I'm going to go with Miami. Just because even though Pittsburgh beat North Carolina, I do think every now and then the stars align, you win a game like that. Pittsburgh just sucks. I'll take Miami. I know. I know they do. You know, my problem is Miami has been a terrible team as a favorite. They're 6-11 they're six and 11 against the number. So. I'm curious how Pitt is as a dog. <laughs> Uh, they've been, they've, uh, 13 and eight. So, okay. All right. uh, as loath as I am to take Pittsburgh, I don't like that team. Yeah. I'll take a small lean on the home team and the points there just based on trends. I don't, I don't, I don't love it. But, okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. So we did talk, we talked about Akron earlier. Um, I'm not laying with Akron. No. That's too, just not too, happening. Too inconsistent. Uh, too inconsistent. Uh, gentle Benz. Gentle Benz. Uh, I'm, I'm missing a conversation here. Damn it. You're too You're too young to remember Gentle Ben. I am. Uh, it was a big bear that was a pet. Uh, I can, I think they were, yeah, that was that was it. It was like a forest ranger or some shit. Yeah, it's, it was a TV mm-hmm. show. And Flipper? Remember Flipper? No? I know Flipper. Okay. Everyone loves the king of the sea. Ninja wants to know about Kansas, Kansas State tonight. I did this as a play of the day, 12 and a half, too much for an in-state rival. Well, there's a couple things that would kind of negate that narrative. The first thing is uh, KU has owned the Wildcats at home the last three seasons. They beat them by 21, 23, and 16 there in Larryville. But the other thing, and I think this is the more important factor, I think KU is pissed off because in the uh, game earlier in the season in Manhattan, Wildcats had a 16-point halftime lead. Students sent section started chanting things towards KU. They put up signs that we own the state of Kansas, which is, you know, no great accomplishment either way, but I digress. Um, But... Uh, of course, KU came back to beat him, beat him by three. And I think Bill Self, uh, he can be a little bit of a petulant child at times. And I think this team is salty. I think they want to uh, put a Wildcat to beat down on K-State. So uh, here's my prediction. K-State's either going to miraculously keep it close, as they have done in the past in Lawrence, or it's going to be an absolute blowout. It's going to be, could be 20-plus. So, and my my money's on 20-plus. 
I think the first half is going to be very indicative of that because if Kansas State can hang around for 20, I do think this game turns into a bit of a dogfight. But I think there's a very good chance Kansas just blitzes them. Bronco Devils, uh, Kansas over 77. Yeah, that's fine. Um, although this K-State team will try to slow you down if they start getting behind. Mm-hmm. So, Lawrence, um, uh, sorry your jockey fell off uh, at Santa Anita 20 yards from the wire, 25 to 1. That was rough. I still remember, I haven't bet on horses in a while. There was one, uh, I had a horse betting phase for a little while there. And I remember there was one race where I had, I believe it was a try at the at the time. And I had one, I think the first place horse that I had was like four to one or whatever. Okay. And everything was going well. I was on pace. And the horse was in first place heading into the final turn. And he saw the opening in the fence and he went home. He just veered off, ignored the track and went home. So I had that happen to me one time. Nice. Nice. Horse was fine. No jockeys, you know, getting ready to go. Next thing you know, it just makes a right-hand turn and just decides, I'm going home. Uh, I was at a track, <clears throat> I want to say right outside of Columbus, Ohio, maybe even in Columbus, I don't know, somewhere in Ohio. And I had, I had the trifecta, same thing. They're clear of the quarter pole. The three of them are, are out, and I've got it boxed, so I don't even care. Okay. The three of them are, are way in front of the field. The, the horse in front trips. The horse behind him trips over him. The jockeys go flying. At the end of the day, all three horses are down. One of them they got up again. The other two they had to destroy. They had to take the jockey away in an ambulance, and that was it. So I've always said if they put the finish line at the quarter pole, I'd be a millionaire. Yeah. <laughs> but that was uh, that's probably my most horrific, horrific uh, horse racing beat right there. So not good. Um, yo, yeah, yeah, with the, with the, with the jockey dragging his feet or with, I guess a driver cause they're driving sulkies, but yeah, talking memorabilia, talking about the easy money where he's fucking dragging his feet as he comes down the home stretch. I feel that way at the horse track. I'm out of my element. Plus I hate betting on the horses because you're giving away 18% right off the top. Depends, yeah, roughly. I do know, I, since somebody brought up horse racing, I think it's worth at, talking about. Medina Spirit, of course, the Bob Baffert horse that ended up passing away, has officially gotten the... It was Kentucky Derby, right? Uh-huh. Kentucky Derby uh, title stripped, and they gave it to Mandaloon. Um, I guess my question for you is, is it too late to dig up and find Mandaloon tickets? E, probably not. If you were smart, you kept it. Although I'm curious the, how that worked. I think the race is declared official, because... Trust me, trust me, dude. That was my peak as a horse as a horse better. Um, I did the I did the show on Denver. I had the I I picked the first four horses, and I played it in real life too. We actually went to a horse track and simulcast it. That's that's by far. No, I will never top that. Um, I hit the I hit the I hit the try. I hit the super. Uh, it'll never ever be duplicated again. I yeah. I'm I'm fucking retiring right there. Yeah, Bronco. I was I was kind of half teasing. Just imagining people diving to try to find tickets. Yeah, it, it's worthless. The bets are already finalized. But I, I don't understand the Baffert punishment on that one. I, I understand that he, of course, as a trainer, has been known to occasionally give his horses a little bit of, let's just say, extra juice. Those horses shoot up it. more than Keith Richards. Come on. Yeah, something like that. But I believe he got fined, what, $5,000 with about a 60-day suspension? <laughs> Like that's the best we can do. Five thousand dollars. We probably fuck it. I guararantee he, he, tips the he made from. that before noon. 
Come on. Like, come on. Like, you, you gotta at least try to make it an example of somebody who's straight up just cheating. And I understand that stripping is bad for the reputation. $5,000. Yeah, not good. Did he have to forfeit the money that he got for winning the Kentucky Derby? Uh, I don't think so. I think... So I he can just pay off part of the winnings <laughs> of the fine? Yeah, I don't know how all that works. It didn't look, make um, any sense. The whole thing's just stupid. Polly, uh, Polly talking about the funky cold Medina. Thinking about Medina spirit. That's I, that's just, I think of the same thing every time I hear that. Hey, Roland Mims talking about an actual uh, a question here with the NBA. Uh, we're at the halfway point, roughly. Uh, you want to take a look at some future odds real quick before we do farm? Sure. Uh, well, in terms of the NBA schedule, we're about two thirds of the way through. That's what. Yeah, uh, they're. Uh, they're even worse than the than the baseball, which is not the halfway point either. But yeah, the All Star break. You look up. There's twenty something games left. And you're just going, what just happened? Why are we sixty games through? Mm, I'm just ha I'm just happy that I get my four days off this year with the uh, <laughs> with <laughs> with basketball not playing into July. I'm it's it's just really helpful for me. Um, as far as the uh, the futures go. Um, well, let's look at let's look at uh, overall championship odds. Of course, the Warriors, Suns are your big favorites there. Nets are Nets are still favored to come out of the East. Scott, do you see that? No. Give me and give me the Bucks the and argument, the Sixers. The argument is that we still have to wait and see how KD looks with Kyrie and Ben Simmons. The supporting cast got better. The key word. If there's a lot of ifs in that sense, so no, I'm not a fan of the Nets to come out of the East. But even before they traded Harden, if you remember, I was anti Nets futures from basically the second week of the season. I just think that they're completely mispriced. I think there's two teams worth betting on right now in the East, and for me, those two are going to be in any particular order Miami and Milwaukee. I think those are the best two teams. Philly, you can make a case for. I don't need to see James Harden and Doc Rivers in a seven-game series to know that's going to go horribly wrong. So I'm expecting Philly to fall apart. You can maybe make a case for Chicago. I don't see it, especially if Levine is potentially not going to stay healthy. I know he's coming back. I still have question marks, but Chicago has been a good team. I still think they're maybe a year away, but my two picks to come out of the East would be Milwaukee and Miami. You? Well, yeah, I, I told you what I, I've got. My I got Milwaukee and the 76ers, but um, the thing about the Heat, you get getting a better price. You're getting you're getting 1,200. So I don't hate that. Um, if I'm going to take if I'm going to take a 22 team, I'm going to take the Grizzlies instead of the Bulls. Grizzlies and Bulls are both 2,200. I, I want to root for the Cavs at 25 to one, but yeah. I really think they're just too young. No, I think I I think with anything with the superstar, we saw with Atlanta last year with Trey Young, with with John Morant. I think you've got a puncher's chance, man. And again, I, that yeah. that team rebounds. That team again and, leads the and league I in rebounds. I think that's the issue with Cleveland is that even though they have a very good all-around team, their roster reminds me of the Atlanta Hawks from the Bootenhoser era. They had four all-stars. They had like Jeff Teague, Kyle Korver, Paul Millsap, those guys, Horford. They just didn't have a superstar, right? And eventually. They ran into a team that had a legitimate best player on the court by far, and they got buried. And I feel like that's what's going to happen. I feel like Cleveland has a nice foundation, but I do think they are missing one superstar that will take them to the next level, in my opinion. Yep, I agreed. 
Uh, L.A., Lawrence Anthony says, I hope you guys have a golf pick for uh, tomorrow's uh, Thursday Honda Classic. Uh, remind us tomorrow we'll uh, we'll put something together. Uh, I'll put something together tonight. And, uh, yeah, remind us tomorrow we'll do it. You I, know the field isn't that great when uh, M is the favorite at 10-1. to 1. That's, You know, it's a pretty weak field. I reached out to one of my commenters that plays a lot of golf matchups and see if he wanted to do a special segment on the show. But uh, as with many people in the quote-unquote real world, he has a, a real-world job. And um, oddly enough, 2 o'clock in the afternoon uh, on a random weekday doesn't really fit well with his work schedule. So <laughs> not a stunning development, but it's a shame because he's uh, he, he does do a lot of uh, really good handicapping when it comes to golf. I would, I'd like to be a golf expert, Scott. I really would because I think there's uh, some soft markets on occasion to be had. Uh, Bronco Devil says, love playing the matchups. Yeah, dude, that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. No question at all. Tomorrow- I'm too busy zoomed in on NASCAR matchups, personally. <laughs> Tomorrow's bet the farm is golf. Tomorrow's bet the farm is not golf. I can almost assure you of that. Yeah, Ryan, I understand where you're coming from. I disagree with the comparison because Rogers actually won a title. Yeah, Harden hasn't won anything. No, he hasn't made it. He made it to one NBA Finals as a bench player in Oklahoma City. Like I'm trying to think of a good comparison there for an NFL quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that's that not fair? that's not bad. That's not one bad. MVP, successful regular season, playoffs come around. You could probably name five, ten other superstar quarterbacks you'd rather have. Yeah, so I if think I was so. comparing Harden to anybody in the NFL for quarterbacks, I can't compare him to Rodgers. Rodgers won something. I'll compare him to Lamar. Yep, Brandon, that's exactly who it was. That's that's exactly what it was. Uh, Bryce Montana says we touch base on the Mountain West matchups. Uh, yeah, we'll do that real fast. Uh, UNLV Nevada. I know that Allie was on uh, Chris King's show yesterday. I heard him talking about it today. And she loves a UNLV here. She said, you can't go broke uh, fading Nevada. So I'm a big fan of Bryce Hamilton. For what it's worth, yeah. Um, Good player. Now, the real uh, thing for a sports gambler is on my bucket list. I really want to go to a game that involves UNLV, Nevada, or any two teams from the state of Nevada, and just look at the fan section down the stretch of a close game. I just want to see the reactions from the betting slips. Yeah. Because you know who has what. Right. You know, most of the people that are there aren't really rooting for the team. They're rooting for the number. Yeah. So I do kind of want to see that firsthand, how the fans are reacting for random foul calls from 60 feet out with like a minute to go. I think that's going to be very entertaining stuff. Uh, San Diego State, Boise State play. This number has come up. I liked the over when it was down in the teens because this has been a drastic overreaction to this 42-37 game they played back in January. Can you say that score again? 42-37. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, not good, Bob. Um, So obviously that one went under. But after that, this is a Boise State team that can actually score some points. Now, San Diego State, uh, I think, statistically still has the number one defense, according to Ken Palm. So uh, it may not be a bad uh, buy-low spot there, although at 121, I'm a little less interested. Uh, As far as the side goes, I'll take Boise State. Um, Fresno State, Air Force. Scott, you like watch paint drying? Because that's what you're going to get there. I feel like I'm obligated to lean to... Air Force and the under. Mm-hmm. It's one seventeen and a half. So, you know, make sure you bring a shield for the rock fight. But 
I'm going with Air Force plus the points. If I'm not sure either of these teams are going to get to 60, I'm taking the points. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, I just you, have to. You got to. Uh, Fresno State, slowest team in the country. Bar, bar none. Uh, Super slight Marino. Yeah, that's I had thought of Marino as well. Um, although he made it, you know, obviously his first year, but couldn't win it. So, uh, San Diego State shoots bad. Yeah, dude, it's amazing, David, how much their teams compare to to baseball and basketball because they're the same way in football. Great defense, offense inconsistent, mostly bad, and they're the same way in basketball. Great defense, offense can't do shit. So yeah, that's I I totally agree. That's the problem with getting behind San Diego State. Golf is the second hardest sport. Uh, I mean, to play or to bet? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. For playing, I'd assume hockey is probably the hardest. Just because you're constantly getting smacked by 250-pound guys. Like Eric, that hockey, I can imagine, being brutal to play. <laughs> At least professionally. Yep, agreed. Uh, Air Force players, no linear stat. That's funny. <laughs> uh, Ninja Kansas, Kansas State over 141. I don't know what you're going to get out of Kansas State. I, 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 We talked about it there. I like I like the team total over KU better. If you want to play an over, take, take the KU team total over. Because I don't think it's going to get to 141 without them going over 177, right? I mean, without them yeah, going over 77. So, mm. All right, let's get a rock and rolling here, buddy. It is time. It is Tuesday. It is Lucky 222. It is Palindrome Tuesday, whatever you want to call it. Hope everybody eats some tacos. Whatever, man. Have a great day. Let's, uh, let's find out, Scott. Um, yeah, it's that time, everybody. Uh, once again, it is time to put on your overalls. It's your, it's your fancy good luck overalls put those on put both straps on you could be going out your and collared overalls your collared over pop that collar on your overalls very good <laughs> it's time to put on your by the way scott i told you before the show we found john deere straw hats i expect to have them from amazon momentarily so when we win we'll probably, we'll be, we will be adding hats to the <laughs> putting uh hopefully the show has the budget to add a couple of hats so we'll be putting those on but for now put on your imaginary straw hat climb aboard your john deere get those keys out the ones with the lucky rabbit foot put them in and fire that bad boy up because kids it's time to bet the farm Scott, I believe we had a farm play yesterday. How did that go? We had Valpo team total over, and it went over. Cue to banjos! Now, I want you, everybody to know that this is the kind of high-quality cabin that goes into this pick because you and I looked at that game. We zeroed in on it. We talked about the team total under for, Indi for, uh, for uh, Indiana State, right? Evansville. Or for Evansville, rather, the other bad team in that conference. Uh, for Evansville. And we and we didn't like that. And we didn't uh, we looked at the spread and we didn't like that. We didn't like the Valpo defense. We got, you know, what we do like. We do like that shitty Evansville defense and a decent Valpo offense. So we landed on the right side there. So yeah, I'll take a little I'll take a little victory lap for that. So mm. all right, but this is all about what have you done for me lately. And we're gonna find out today because we're moving to the SEC. Taking a look at my beloved Missouri Tigers going against the Tennessee Volunteers. And guys, we're going to fade the Tigers right here. We're going to take Tennessee minus the 10.5. That's right, on the road in Columbia against the Tigers. Why would you say would we do that? Well, for starters, Tennessee has won five of their last six games, while Missouri, 
They are in a Missouri tailspin. They have lost eight of ten, and some of those have been horrific losses. Uh, Tennessee, the far superior team, loved by Ken Palm, 38th in offensive efficiency. And Missouri, meanwhile, ranks a 165. Tennessee, according to Ken Palm, this is where they really shine, fourth in defensive efficiency. Once again, Missouri, a little better than average, but not much at 135. And finally, our final nail in the coffin, if you will, Tennessee is 84th in rebounding, Missouri 170th. This is a team that is just much better than Mizzou, and Mizzou has a bad habit right now of getting behind and just saying, fuck it, we're done. So we like Tennessee. Yes, on the road. Yes, laying double digits. Yes, Missouri is bad. Give us the Tennessee Volunteers minus the 10.5. Thoughts? Plus, if you want to trend, Tennessee is actually very good as a road favorite. The Volunteers are 5-0 and ATS in their last five games as a road favorite. There you go. A little something for everybody. So that's going to be our play for the day. That's going to be our show for the day. As always, thanks very much for stopping by. Somebody want to know if we're going to do a NASCAR show this week? Probably. Probably. I think I, I had fun. I think we're going to shoot for it. We're going to talk to Chris. I think Chris is up for it. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we, have a, we have some fun doing that. It's a little more low-key, a little more relaxed than this. You know, not the rigid format that we do now. Um, but, yeah, so we'll probably do that on Friday. Anyway, you guys have a great day. Thanks very much for watching, of course. Again, tell your friends. Don't forget to share it on social media, all that stuff. Like and subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Just win some money tonight. That's all we're saying. Go out there and have some fun. Win some money. Thanks for checking us out. We do it every day. Make sure you come back by tomorrow, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Scott and I will do our best to help you to head back to the window. Take care, everybody.